what a week it's been. So much to talk about and so many things we can't talk about. I'm Mark. And I'm Harris. And we'd like to welcome you to Behind the Gorilla, a podcast where we delve into the wild, wacky, and crazy side of professional wrestling. All right, how's it going, everyone? Welcome to another special edition of Behind the Gorilla. Um, of course, we came out with a special episode for WrestleMania where we briefly went over our predictions and what we thought was going to happen. And then also, the main show, though, was us talking about our top 10 favorite WrestleMania moments of all time. My top 10 and also Harris's top 10. And so you can go ahead and check that out. That came out um, Saturday night. So even though the prediction thing, you know, WrestleMania is over, you can still listen to it to hear our favorite moments in WrestleMania history, which is pretty cool. It's a pretty long episode. We got a two-parter, so you can check that out over on the podcast page on iTunes and wherever else you get your podcasts. So today I am here by myself because Harris is incredibly busy. For those of you that don't know, Harris is an accountant and... As you can imagine, with uh, the tax deadline coming up in uh, one week from today, he's got a lot on his plate. To be honest, it's impressive. Like, he did the podcast on Saturday when we recorded. He did it from his uh, from his car at his office. So, he was there on Saturday, and so he's really busy. So, he's not able to do it. So, it's just going to be me briefly going eh, just over kind of my thoughts. I know some of Harris's thoughts um, on this show so just kind of going over those and also our picks, which boy, we did terrible. Um, Harris did way better than I did, but we still both were, <laughs> were terrible with these picks. So we're going to start it off, of course, with the first match of the night, which was the Cruiserweight match, which is not a surprise. It always seems to be the first match of the show, which I'm still always disappointed about and I'm waiting for the time when the cruiserweight match will actually be somewhat taken seriously. I think we've had instances in the past where it's deserved more than just to be the first match on the pre-show. But unfortunately, that's where we stand. We had Buddy Murphy and Tony News who put on a solid show. It, um, it was in a tough spot, you know, kind of starting off the pre-show. It's still light outside. People are There was still a good amount of people there, though. So I was pretty happy to see that. And they seem to be reacting for the way a lot of these matches end up you know, being booked and the type of reaction they get. This one actually seemed on the higher end. So I was happy for both of them, at least from that standpoint. And um, we both thought Buddy Murphy would hold on to it. I didn't really think, I don't really think Tony Nese has done a ton to kind of be that next guy yet. But clearly they, I guess, think he did. Or either that or they just wanted to give the hometown guy a, uh, a win. But that was a little bit surprising. Solid match, though, overall. I always like the cruiserweight action, and they, um, they always put on good matches. So I, I was impressed with it, and I enjoyed it. Moving on to the next match, the Women's Battle Royal. Now, that was... Uh, I, I'm Look, I, I don't really care. I don't care about either of the Battle Royals. They're filler matches. They're just to get a bunch of people on the card, which is fine. It's fine. I have no issues with that. They, You know, these performers deserve it with the work that they put into it. But, I mean, I just don't personally care about this match at all. We were both wrong with this one as well. I thought they'd give it to Mandy Rose. She seems to 
kind of be, you know, the up and comer here. She was supposed to get a title match earlier. And, um, you know, so I, I thought she was kind of primed for that. Harris thought it was going to be Lacey Evans, who, of course, wasn't even in the match. So uh, neither of us did well on that. Um, it was, uh, again, I don't really care about it. And it was even disappointing for that. You had Carmella win with the exact same finish that they did last year in the Women's Battle Royal, where you had Bailey come out and she's going to win. Oh, but then you had someone just sleeping on the outside who just gets to not be in the match and then come back in and throw her over and win. And that was, boy, that made Harris really mad last year. Because if you've listened to the show at all, he's a huge Bailey mark. And so he was so mad. I don't know if I've ever seen him more mad at a wrestling event than him mad at Naomi for throwing Bailey out in last year's Battle Royals. That was pretty funny. And they did the exact same thing this year with Sonya, Sonya Deville. Um, and that's another person that's like, okay, that's fair enough. I could see her getting a rub. They're kind of trying to build her up. The Riot Squad, of course, deserves better. Nope. Nope. Let's have Carmella, who's pretty much worthless as a winner. She's already been champion. She's kind of had her spots and... Now she's the dance break person who they still had her do this stupid dance break thing later in the show. So that doesn't help anybody and just further confirms that these matches are worthless, which we kind of know that already. So we were both wrong with that one as well. Then we got the Raw Tag Team Championship match. I was kind of excited about this because I love the revival. They're so good. And I'm a big fan of uh, Zack Ryder. I've loved him since, you know, 2010, 2011 when he started to really get over himself online, I I have a Zach an, an original first Zach Ryder shirt. You know, I've been a I've been a fan, and I like Hawkins fine too. Uh, they won. That was kind of annoying. Um, the revival deserved better than that. Obviously, this isn't even a program. They haven't even even been built up, and Ryder and Hawkins haven't even won a match. So how does a team that's never won a match just get a title shot? I don't understand. Like, why can't me and Harris wrestle for the titles next? We have as many, we had as many wins to build ourselves up as Hawkins and Ryder did. Anyway, they did it as a feel-good moment for the crowd, which that was really the theme of this WrestleMania, which is fine, and I was happy with it for the most part. And I'm happy for both those guys. I like both of them, but it was unfortunate. And I was listening to someone else talk about this. I never even thought about this, but... A reason that they were thinking about was because we saw the Hall of Fame and what happened with Bret Hart and the uh, the fan. And then we saw Dash Wilder knock the guy's lights out. And they were kind of talking about how even though they liked that a lot, it's not necessarily the right thing to do. The guy's already kind of been restrained and pulled away and then you sucker punch him. So it's not necessarily the right thing and it, there might be some repercussions with that and so they thought that might have been what this was i don't know if i believe that but it's just something to think about that i thought was interesting so we were uh, both wrong or no that was the first one he got right he thought hawkins and rider were going to win i did not so he that was his first point we are now going to move on to the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Again, don't really care. Um, I love to see the Hardy Boys, obviously. There's a lot of great people in this match that I'm a big fan of. You know, Bobby Roode and Chad Gable and Andrade and obviously the Hardy Boys. But that ended up just being a joke. You know, it was just a joke match for the, you know, Michael Che and uh, Colin Jost and, and Braun. And that's just, it's whatever. I, I've never... I've never even watched any of those segments. I just skipped them. I don't care. So it's whatever. It was what it was. 
we're both wrong. I thought it was going to be Andrade. Um, he apparently accidentally eliminated himself in that awkward elimination that he had, which I thought was kind of funny. And uh, but I don't think you see, he wasn't supposed to win anyway. So they had Braun win. Whatever. That doesn't do anything. It doesn't mean anything. So whatever. It it's still worthless. And so that's the end of the pre-show. Moving on to the real uh, the uh, real show, we got to see Alexa Bliss kick it off, which is always good with me. I'm obviously a huge Alexa Bliss fan. And then we had Hulk Hogan come out, which I like. I know there's all these Twitter ridiculous grudge holders that still hate him for whatever. Okay, whatever. It's been several years ago, and that's fine. I'm not saying anything that he's done there is right, but I... I don't I don't care. I don't harbor hatred for people for things that they say at one point or another and and isolate, you know, isolated incidents or whatever. I just don't. So I enjoyed seeing Hulk Hogan come out. The crowd obviously did as well. And then you got Paul Heyman come out, shocking everyone, saying that the title match is going to go on first. I did not see that coming, but I was fine with it. You know, might as well. Um to me personally, I wasn't a huge fan of how it went. Out because I was real excited about seeing a solid Seth uh, Brock match because we've seen Brock can have fantastic matches with the smaller guys. We've seen it time and time again. Him and AJ put on amazing matches. Him and Daniel Bryan, great. The one with Finn a few months ago was great. So that's what I was kind of hoping for. And I was hoping for Rollins to win. I did not pick Rollins to win and neither did Harris, so we were both, both wrong with that, but... They do the thing where he gets beat up for forever, and then before the match starts, and then the match starts, and pretty much wins right away. We see the baby face do a low blow, which I'm not a big fan of that, because that's a heel move. It's cheating, but, you know, it's Brock, so I guess it's okay, but that's fine. And then just hit three curb stomps and pin him. Again, super happy that Seth won. Glad the title is off of Brock. I just personally, I just was hoping to see more of a match there. But I know a lot of people loved it, so, you know, that's fine. But, again, that was another pick we were wrong about. Um, Moving on, AJ Styles-Randy Orton. I was really happy with that. I was super excited for this match because I liked the build-up a lot. A lot of people were like, oh, you just threw them together. And it's like, well, yeah, but I like the story. I loved this story. You have AJ Styles, the indie guy who's come in. He's been saying that this is the house he built. And you got Orton who's like, wait a minute, I've been here way longer. I've been here 10 plus years more than you have. No, this I was here first. And then, then to make fun of the indie thing and all that, I liked that dynamic a lot. I felt both of their... I felt where both those guys were coming from. It was a logical story. It made sense. And I enjoyed it. So I was, or I was really excited for it. I enjoyed the build. And I was also hoping it would go, like, first or second. I was like, please have this match go first or second, because it's the perfect spot. And that's where AJ's kind of been. This is his fourth WrestleMania. It's his third WrestleMania where he's been in the first or second match. Um, the only one he wasn't was in the title match last year. So I'm fine with that. I, I think that was definitely the right move. I enjoyed the match. Obviously, the fans were out of it because of the light situation that happened. Um... But that being said, it was a really good. It was a really solid match. Both these guys did a great job. I liked the story that they told. Uh, you know, setting up the RKO, continuing to make that look good. AJ Styles getting to kick out of an RKO was awesome because that does not happen often. Um, that is very rare. It's a very much protected move. So I enjoyed to see that. And then the finish was pretty cool. The uh, fake uh, phenomenal forearm spot that he did. 
um, and into the phenomenal forum. I liked that whole ending. I thought it was done well, and I enjoyed the match. Also, me and Harris both picked AJ, so that was the first one I got right. Moving on from that one, we had the tag team, the Smack team, the Smack team, the SmackDown tag team titles match with Usos and the Bar, um, Rusev and Nakamura, and Aleister Black and Ricochet. Again, didn't really care much about this because these giant tag team matches just aren't really that interesting. I like all these guys, though, that are in it. I'm a big fan of all of them. So they did a fine job. I think they did a... they did, a, they did a fine job. It was fine. It was what it was. Uh, they all kind of got their stuff in. I thought they would go ahead and give the titles just to Ricochet and Aleister Black, the way they've kind of been building them and having them beat all the other champions and everything, but they didn't. They kept them on the Usos, so Harris got another one right, and I got one wrong. He thought they were going to keep them on the Usos, too. It was kind of nice to see that, too, because almost every title changed hands. The only ones that didn't were the U.S. title and these SmackDown tag titles. Every other title changed hands. It's so rare for WrestleMania. So that was kind of nice to see. It wasn't a bad match. The best part, obviously, was Cesaro swinging Ricochet around the ring for 20 minutes. And Sheamus just banging on every single person's chest. That was a great spot. Oh, that was so much fun. That's always great. Um, Yeah, so that's really all I have to say about that match. It's fine. Uh, I would like to see a Cesaro-Ricochet match now just after that. I think that would be a lot of fun. So, moving on to the False Count Anywhere match with The Miz and Shane. Again, not a whole lot of interest for me in this story. It's just, eh, it's just kind of been fine. I'm a huge Miz fan. I, I'm one of the few people that have been a fan of Miz since the beginning. I have been a fan since the Miz and Morrison days when he had the ridiculous, like, long jorts that were bedazzled and the bandana with the faux hawk and the fedora i've been a fan of miz from that point i've always enjoyed him i enjoyed his title run i was at the wrestlemania you know when he headlined wrestlemania 27 i was there in atlanta i enjoyed the miz then um the match was ruined by the rock in my opinion but that's neither here nor there that's a different show but so but i'm not a huge fan of face miz I think it's fine because I, I think he's good enough that he can pull it off. But I'm, it's just not what I like the most. So the story is just kind of eh. I do, I do like not. I do like hating Shane though. That is fun. So I enjoy, I enjoy uh, heel Shane. That's for sure. And the match was fine. It's pretty much what we kind of all expected. Just kind of a barn burner, false count anywhere, fight everywhere. You know, you know Shane was gonna take some wicked bumps, which he did. He took the one bump over the golf cart and onto the ground. That was great. Um, the, the spot with all the foreign announcers, (laughs) they're just clearing out the foreign announcers area. That was pretty funny. And then, you know, you knew that he was going to fall off something. You knew that was going to come and, you know, it happened with the camera scaffolding. So once you saw that and then you got the suplex down in there. Oh yeah. And I forgot to mention the Miz's dad was great. He was fantastic. George Mizanin put on a heck of a show and, us wrestling fans are not soon going to forget that 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 image was really funny of him bowing up in the ring to Shane that was great that was that was a good visual but anyway back to the finish the big superplex off the thing into the pads that was it was cool it looked cool i enjoyed it and then you have Shane win cuz he landed on top of Miz i mean i thought Miz should win but ultimately they had almost all the baby faces win so you can't do it every time and you know, this way you protect Miz. It was unintentional pinfall, so you can get the heel Shane to 
keep talking about how he's still the best and he beat the Miz even though he, he you know got destroyed and won by luck so that, that it fits especially for them to do another match I would expect to see another match at uh, I guess Money in the Bank is the next one so I would expect that moving on from that and so we both actually got that wrong again because we both had to Miz so that's another one wrong again I, I only got two I think three right the whole night let's see one two three four Five. Okay, no, I got five right. Five out of fourteen. Yeah, so five and nine. Not not great for me. Um, to the next one, the Fatal Four Way Women's Match. Um, the Fatal Four Way Tag Match. To be perfectly honest, I did not watch this match. Um, I had to get a couple of things done around the apartment, and I had to go shower and a few other things. So that was my. Uh, it was during this match. So if you you know if you thought this match was great. I'm sorry, I didn't watch it. I had no care whatsoever about any of this. Beth Phoenix being back is cool. I like Bailey and Sasha. I hate their tag team. Um, so I just didn't really care. They gave it to the Iconics. That's fine. They're the only real tag team out of all of these. So, I mean, that's good, I guess. We need some more real women's tag teams. But ultimately, I didn't care. I mean, good for them, I guess. Yeah, so that's all that was. We both got that one wrong. We both thought the titles were going to stay on... Uh, Bailey and Sasha Banks. And then we go to by far the best match of the night. And I don't think it's close. It was incredible. Kofi Kingston, Daniel Bryan for the WWE Championship. It, it doesn't get better than this. This is one of my favorite WrestleMania moments I've ever seen. Like, to be honest, if we made this show now, there's a decent chance I take something out from my top 10 list. And put this match in there. And again, I've never been like the biggest Kofi fan. I've always liked Kofi. I've been watching Kofi for 10 plus years. And I've always, you know, I've enjoyed his work. But I've never really, you know, I'm not like buying Kofi shirts and doing any of that. So, and he's just kind of been one of those kind of forgotten extra ones. Especially being in the New Day. It's been, oh, it's the New Day. And you've kind of forgotten about Kofi Kingston, how good he is. So I'm kind of accidentally or however it was getting into this kind of spot where he's getting noticed again and getting to push was great because it kind of brought it all to the forefront it was like oh yeah this guy's been here forever and he's amazing and he hasn't had this shot so that's great and we all backed him immediately and it was awesome and it was so much fun the wave was so much fun when this organic wave happens it's rare and when it happens it is just it's just the best this is wrestling at its best they put too many obstacles in i thought they kind of overproduced the storyline a little bit but it wasn't too much to really take away from it. He finally got in there, and then we got to just have the match. You had the New Day out there <laughs> supporting him, which was great. You know, Big E and Xavier Woods are just fantastic, even just in a support role, like just, you know, on the sidelines there, at ringside. They're they're great. And, man, these guys just put on a clinic. You, you knew it was going to be good because Daniel Bryan's just such a fantastic in-ring worker, and he... Called an outstanding match. Kofi was great. The emotion was great. The ups and downs were so good. You know, the use of the other wrestlers that were around there was great. The constant reversals, like, it was, everything about it was just perfect. I was on my feet at the end of that match. Even though we kind of thought they'd give it to Kofi, they did a good enough job to suck you into this match where you're just still rooting for him. And I, I was standing up, watching this, just waiting with every near fall when he got, you know, hit with the running knee. Again, in your mind, you're like, 
they're going to give it to Kofi, but there's still this moment of, well, maybe they won't, because WWE will do that. So I was, you know, went nuts when he kicked out, and then he hits the Trouble in Paradise, gets the one, two, three, immediate emotion from everybody. Oh, it was such a great moment. It was such a fantastic moment. I absolutely adored it. There's nothing more really to be said. It was perfect. And then you have Xavier Woods go over, Biggie go over, get rid of the ridiculous hemp belt title and and have the real one there. And he gets celebrated. His kids come in. You got the new day with Kofi and his kids and the belt. Oh, it's just it was such a great moment. By far the best match and the best moment of the night. And it it's not close. There's not a close second, really. It was just absolutely outstanding. And it will be remembered forever. That'll be mem- remembered forever as a WrestleMania moment. That is going to be this WrestleMania. When people think of this WrestleMania, that is what they're going to think of. Um, both of us got that pick right. We Fortunately, we both picked Kofi, and that happened. So we had a little bit of a down match after that. Uh, one, a cool-down match where we had Samoa Joe go out there and beat Rey Mysterio in a minute. Um, I believe Rey has been hurt. Um, so that was my stupidity of picking Rey to win this Match, I have no defense. It was stupid. Uh, Harris was smart and picked Joe, so he got another win. He beat me by far, like, by a lot. So that was uh, that match. You know, it was what it was. We needed we needed a cool-down match. We needed a cool-down match after that. Then we had Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre. The only problem is the match was almost too short, this Mojo-Ray match, so it almost didn't even work as a cool-down match because I feel like Roman Reigns, Drew McIntyre still kind of felt like a cooldown match. Now, the big new, the big thing with that is Roman Reigns returned from leukemia. Of course, that's great. I'm, st- I still don't care about Roman Reigns. I never have. Um, even when he was in the Shield, I didn't really care about Roman Reigns. Obviously, the whole leukemia thing is terrible, and I'm super happy for him that he's back and all. You know, he's over that. That's great. I still don't care about watching him in the ring. Um, it was just goofy from the beginning. Like, he had 90 minutes of pyro, and it, that was already ridiculous. You're like, oh, gosh, here we go. This is the guy, everybody. Don't don't forget about him. And then Drew McIntyre, who needed the win, um, he's been built up for a while now. He needs to be in that main event spot because he's good enough and he's awesome. And he needed this win. But, you know, didn't think he was going to get it. I didn't. I think they just give Roman the feel-good win. That's what happened. So me and Harris both picked that. Harris, big Roman fan, of course. If you listen to the show, you know that as well. So I'm sure he was happy about that. The match to me was boring. I really didn't think it was that great. It was just kind of kind of plotted along. Nothing really happened. Really, not much of a story was told. And then, you know, then he wins. Reigns wins. You know, and you get the feel-good win, and that's fine. You know, it's it's fine. I mean, they both tried. It wasn't like they were phoning it in or nothing. It just, there just wasn't a lot there for me. Then we had, for me, the next best part of the show. Elias comes out, does a little band where you see a video of him playing all the instruments, which was kind of funny. That was kind of cool. But then, we get, oh man, we get freaking the man, John Cena, coming out as the doctor of thugonomics, two basic thugonomics. Oh man, it was awesome. The, the the weird Babe Ruth called shot video package beforehand was a little off-putting. That was a little strange. I had no idea where they were going with that. And then all of a sudden you get John Cena in the Babe Ruth jersey and the Yankees hat, which is kind of weird because he's from 
Massachusetts with the Red Sox, but a little weird. But that was awesome. It was awesome. It was fantastic. It was one of my favorite things I've ever seen, ever. We haven't gotten to see this since 2012 when he did that in a thing with The Rock on Raw. That's the last time we've seen rapper, you know, Dr. Thugonomics John Cena, and it was great. Just cuts down Elias. It was such a wonderful segment. Hits him with an FU. And it's funny because Michael Cole still wouldn't call it an FU, which was which was great. I thought that was hilarious. There, are, you know, you know, Vince is like, okay, do your thing. He's like, I called, don't call an FU, call it still an AA. Like, I thought that was really funny. And that was great. That was my, that, other than Kofi winning, this was my favorite part of WrestleMania. I love rapper Cena so much. And so I was, I was really happy to see that. So then the uh, the next thing that we got was uh, Triple H Batista um, match. We were both kind of looking forward to, uh, you know, two big guys. We all I all they, this needed was just to be a barn burner, beat the crap out of each other match. Don't try and be fancy. Don't try and be technical. Just have a brutal brawl. That's all we needed, right? Okay. Uh, well, I mean, we got that for thirty minutes. Good gosh, this match was so long. Um, the interests were cool. Batista coming in with the security team and everything, except for him tripping over the ring rope. That wasn't great, but other than that, it was great. He has one of the top five entrances of all time. His machine gun with the pyro, and so we got you know we got pyro in this WrestleMania, which was great. That was oh, a fantastic part because we never get that anymore. So his entrance was was fine, except for the trip. Then Triple H, which I always think his entrances are just goofy, his big over the top goofy entrances that. Sometimes they're kind of cool. Sometimes they're just dumb. This one is cool. I'll give him this one. The, the little video at the beginning, this, the uh, CGI Mad Max video was dumb. But coming out on the hot rod or the roadster, that was cool. That was cool. I'll give him that. It wasn't overdone. It was just the right amount that I thought was good. So I enjoyed that. The match, though, way too long. Way too slow and way too long. We did not need them to be out. This was the longest match of the night. It was. It was the longest match. And it had no business being. This needed to be 15 minutes max. Max 15 minutes of just them beating the crap out of each other. Obviously, the biggest part of this was the uh, the, the pliers and the nose ring. Which is funny, because I totally called that. When, when he took the wrench over there and started wrenching Batista's fingers, I was even like, he needs to just use a wrench or pliers on pull that nose ring out. Sure enough, it goes over, gets the needle nose pliers, and we get that segment, which was disgusting and great. Uh, that was fantastic. I mean, the match was fine. It just was too long. You shave off about 10 minutes of that thing, and you got a solid thing there. But other than that, but because of that, it just felt boring and slow and, nah, you know, too long, too long. The ending was cool, though, with Ric Flair. That was good. Uh, the power, the power bomb on the steel steps was cool, too. Um, and I'm not a Sledgehammer fan. I think it's a really stupid weapon. I think it's probably the dumbest weapon in wrestling because you can't use it. Because any way of using a Sledgehammer for real, you are literally going to kill someone. And so what they do is they grab it and they poke them with it. And usually they even cover their hand over the hammer and then poke them. So it's just dumb. It's a dumb weapon and I hate it. However, did a good job with that, like, Superman sledgehammer. It looked pretty cool. So I'll give Triple H that with the sledgehammer. That was, that was cool. Um, we knew Triple H was going to win. Every single person. They shouldn't have made this a career-threatening stipulation. That was dumb. Because then it just takes away any remote uh, thought of L- Triple H losing, which we already don't think is going to happen. So, you know, me and Harris both got that pick right. Uh, 
After that, we had the Kurt Angle, Baron Corbin thing. Disappointing. Disappointing way for Kurt to go out. I understand the going out losing. Disappointing that it's against Corbin. I don't think I don't think he really gains much from this. He's the most uncareable person probably in the company right now who's in any who, who's been given any sort of push, I guess. There's some other people we care less about, but they're not in the forefront or spotlight. So that was whatever. Got to see Kurt, uh, you know, try that moonsault, which is cool to see. And then, obviously, just to see the end of uh, Kurt Angle is is a nice moment. And, you know, the you suck chants and all were great. So he's one of the best ever. So it's nice to see him at least go out at WrestleMania. It's just a shame it was done this way. Kind of with nobody caring, especially with how late it went on in the show. And then we had the Intercontinental match, which, again, I don't think anyone really cared about. So they were smart to put the Demon in there. Because nobody cares about this match otherwise. Uh, the Demon entrance was cool. The paint was all cool. I'm always a big fan of the Demon. Um, it was a short match, which is good because everyone was exhausted at this point. A couple of good spots. The spear through the ropes um, when Balor was on the apron and got speared onto the floor. That was good. That was a good spot. But then you And then, then obviously a spot where the Demon Finn Balor power bombs Lashley was, was, was a cool moment. And then the coup de grace, so... Uh, whatever, it's fine, you know, another title change, hopefully Finn can bring some relevancy this time to the Intercontinental Championship, we say that all the time, hopefully it happens, and then we have the main events, the women's main event, the first ever women's main event match, Becky Lynch, Ronda Rousey, Charlotte Flair, um, a match, if you've listened to our show at all, I've been disappointed about because I feel like they way overproduced this thing, way overbooked it, and made it very le- made it a lot less interesting in the process, at least for me. I really haven't I really don't have much of a care about this match. I cared about the Becky Ronda feud. It seemed real organic, cool. They added Charlotte in there. I've done a bunch of other really dumb stuff, and so I just don't really care anymore. I want to see Becky win, but I don't have anything invested like I did in, in the Kofi match. So, you know, you come out. The entrances were awesome. You get Charlotte coming in a helicopter. That was great. And then you get, oh, man, I had forgotten about the, I remember they had said Joan Jett's going to be there, and I had forgotten. So then getting to see Joan Jett play Bad Reputation for uh, Ronda Rousey was awesome. Oh, that was great. I freaking love that. I'm a huge Joan Jett fan. And that was absolutely awesome. That was that was fantastic. And then I love the fact that Becky didn't really have a special entrance. I think that fits. I think Ronda and Charlotte are the two, you know, the golden girls who have been handed the opportunities and are the ones the company wants and all that stuff. And Becky's not. So it makes sense that they would both get special entrances and Becky really wouldn't. So I liked that a lot. Um, that was a good story um, thing. The match was just... I mean, I mean, I know a lot of people probably like this match. I, I didn't. I thought this match was blah. I thought there was no story that was being told. I don't like triple threat matches anyway, really. There's been very few truly good triple threat matches because it's just hard to tell good stories that way, and they didn't really tell one. It was just kind of... It just kind of happened. Like, it was just kind of, oh, these two will fight, and then these two will fight, and then these two will fight, and then they'll kick out of this, and then kick out of this. And there was no, you didn't have Lynch a conquering hero kind of arc. You didn't have maybe 
Charlotte and Ron, you didn't have anyone kind of teaming up on someone at any point. Like, and then the biggest disappointment is we never got a big Becky Ron to stare down and kind of them to go at it. They went out a few times, but we didn't really get that moment. They gave us that moment with Charlotte and Becky, which was kind of just dis- kind of disappointing. I mean, it was fine, but the Becky Ronda's the story here. It always has been. And they didn't play that up at all. They did not play that up at all. They never gave us that moment. And the match just kind of was just kind of went on. And to me, you know, there were several botched things, several botched spots, whether it was their fault or not, the table spot and some other things. And there's a couple of cool moments with Ronda Rousey yelling at Charlotte Flair when she was chopping her. That was pretty great. Um, yeah, and other than that, it was just kind of a bunch of near falls. The Bexploder from the top rope was cool. I, I will say that that was a good that was a good move. So a couple good moves. It wasn't a bad match by any means. Definitely not bad, but it wasn't what I had hoped it was going to be or expected because I I think all three of these women are amazing, and I expected more from them. It's ultimately bottom line. I expected more from these women than than what this match delivered, and then the ending was terrible. It was horrible. It was awful. Um, you didn't earn. They didn't earn an end. Again, there was no arc to the match. There was really no good finish. And then you end with you know Becky reversing the Piper's pit and then failing to even pin Ronda's shoulders down. So then there's a quote unquote controversial finish. Which now I've heard multiple things. I don't know if it was a botch finish. I don't know if that was the finish, but just Be- uh, Ronda's. Shoulders weren't supposed to go down. I don't know what it is at this point. Regardless, it was terrible. It looked bad. It felt bad. It left a bad taste in everyone's mouth. Becky wins, which is the right thing to do, and I was happy for that. But then they shut the show off. Like, they didn't even give her a celebration. It was just done. Like, for Kofi, for all these others, they kind of gave them a chance to celebrate like they usually do. Hers, it was like, hold the titles up and we're out. Which, you know, the show was so long at this point that the crowd was dead. For, for a lot of this match, and you can't blame him. It was so exhausting. It was a seven-and-a-half-hour show. But it was just underwhelming. It was an underwhelming moment. Uh, the match was underwhelming, and this was my big disappointment. Uh, this was my biggest disappointment was this main event. It I just It's not even because it was bad. It's just I expected it to be better. It's the first ever women's main event. It's been a... Other than some of the stupid things, it's been a pretty well built up storyline. All three of these women, I think, are fantastic, and there's a good story to tell. I don't think they did it. I don't think they pulled it off. And then the match itself had some flaws, didn't have a story, and then the ending was bad. So, to me, I was disappointed. Disappointed. But overall, fantastic WrestleMania. Um, I enjoyed it a lot because with WrestleMania, look, we know they're going to be really long. We know they're going to be hard to get through. And we know there's going to be some duds, either on purpose, you know, to help ease some of the tension, or just some that aren't going to deliver, or some we may we might not care about, and that's fine. But there's usually in each show two or three moments that you really need them to hit. And I think other than the main event, I think they hit all the moments pretty much that they needed to. They gave us an incredible moment with Kofi. They gave us a great moment with John Cena coming back. They gave Roman the win. We got to see the Demon. We got to see Seth Rollins win the title. You know, Brock finally is not champion. You know, we had moments. And I enjoyed that. So, anyway, that was 
pretty much all for uh, WrestleMania. Then today we're going to have uh, the Raw After Mania coming out in just a few hours. So we'll see. We'll see what happens on that show. Uh, I'm always excited for it. It's always a lot of fun. The crowd's always a lot of fun. So, you know, is Rollins going to drop the title right away? You know, there's a lot of questions going on right now. And so hopefully a lot of this stuff will be answered. And we'll see where what the next thing is. You know, WrestleMania is supposed to be kind of a season finale. And then the Raw after Mania kind of sets up whatever's next. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens with Becky Lynch. We'll see if they make this kind of a controversy thing. Um, I know apparently Ron has a broken hand and is going to take time off. So I'm, you know, we'll see what what happens with that. Um, you know, obviously the Rollins thing, and so and then we'll see what they do. I would assume they'll build up Roman Reigns for Rollins in the title. That's what I would assume, but we'll see. Um, yeah, so there's a lot of unanswered questions. We should get some answers here tonight. But ultimately, this was about just uh, my thoughts on WrestleMania, real quick. Just kind of going over all the matches and my thoughts on it. And just this, you know, kind of a little bit shorter special edition of Behind the Gorilla. So, yeah. Thanks a lot for listening. Again, give us a uh, rating on iTunes. Go ahead and rate review. If you hated it, think everything I said was wrong and all my predi- all my thoughts are wrong and terrible, then just eh, give us a one star. That's fine. Perfectly fine. If you agree with everything, five stars. That's fine, too. Go ahead and follow us on Twitter at Behind underscore Gorilla. It's where I post all of my thoughts on wrestling, all of the... All of the updates on what we're working on, all of the links to the shows, all that stuff is, everything's done on Twitter. And if you're a wrestling fan or wrestling page, go ahead and follow us and I will be happy to follow you back for sure. Always follow back wrestling people. Um, you can also follow me on Twitter, my personal accounts at Marky Mark Brand, and Harris's is at Harris Wilson. You can follow those as well to get kind of other personal thoughts. Uh, Harris does a lot of his wrestling stuff on his personal Twitter account if you want to follow that um, as well. So yeah, that does it here for the show. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll be back next week with another um, episode of Behind the Gorilla where our normal show is we talk about a weird and crazy thing that happened in the history of wrestling. Usually, uh, hopefully something that you might not know about. So that it's going to be Harris's topic next week. So we'll see when he comes up with it, because I don't know. We don't tell each other. We each come up with it, and then we uh, surprise the other person. So that'll be next week. So again, thank you so much for listening. And have a uh, wonderful rest of your week.